Hi, I'm Elizabeth Spring at North Node Astrology. That title is from one of my books called North Node Astrology, Rediscovering Your Life Direction and Soul Purpose on Amazon. And NorthNodeAstrology.com is the title of my website. This is because my niche within astrology is focused on the North and South Nodes, what I call the Soul Messengers. But in these podcasts, we'll be talking about many things, and today it's going to be about Neptune, the planet that is well known to alcoholics, artists, and mystics alike. You have it somewhere in your chart, and its glyph looks like a stick figure of a person with their hands raised to the heavens seeking inspiration, and that's exactly what it's about. So let's begin. Using Neptune homeopathically, Spiritus Contra Spiritum, that is a quote from Carl Jung, which means it is only an experience of spirit that can counteract the use of spirits. Jung was a friend of Bill W., the founder of Alcoholics Anonymous. Okay, last night I awoke in bed at 4 a.m. to find myself struggling to name that familiar ache in me that has no name, that core pain that sometimes sits heavy on my heart. I thought about all the times I've felt it, my childhood homesickness that hurt so bad it felt like a toothache, my adolescent struggles to separate from my mother, the unrequited loves of my 20s, the sense of loss before my divorce, and the various pains of betrayal from friends through the years. They all have a theme, separation from a place of togetherness. Of all the aches in the heart, that particular pain of separation, yearning, and disillusionment of an unlived or ill-used Neptune may be the hardest and most elusive of all pains. I say elusive because the depth and scope of Neptunian pain is so often permeated by illusions and its healing can defy rational analysis. It's not that its causes, causes aren't clearly evident. It's more that the cure for Neptunian problems may lay precisely within its own realm and respond best by homeopathic thinking. As we know, Neptune is about the urge to merge and refers to permeable boundaries and those things that don't separate us. It can be the longing for a lover, a philosophy, a true friendship, or even a better way of living. It's that part in us that longs to transcend the daily routines, to let go of differences and flow with the waters of life. Neptune yearns for divine love and despairs at how human love so often falls so short of the ideal. In Neptunian times, we often react to the pain of disillusionment and separation by wrapping ourselves in a fog of self-deception and addictions. We're confused. Romantic illusions, painful melodramas, glowing sunsets with morning hangovers, 
and the larger-than-life spin we put on the stories we tell are all in Neptune's oceanic realm. We play out the merging and imaginative qualities of Neptune either positively or negatively, and often both at once, depending on how it's being aspected in our birth and transiting charts. When we fall under the spell of this mythical sea god, we need new medicine. The same astrological culprit that created our feelings of separation, loneliness, or illusion can be the one to cure it. Like cures, like, say, say the homeopathists, Neptune cures Neptune. This homeopathic remedy uses the inspiring qualities of Neptune to cure its disease. So how do we use Neptune homeopathically? Or simply said, how do we cultivate the higher octave, the wisdom of Neptune? Carl Jung delved into this when he said spiritus contra spiritum. This Latin quote is what Jung said to the founder of Alcoholics Anonymous. Essentially, it is that only the spirit can counteract spirits. Jung felt that all adult neuroses originated from our separation from the meaning-making function of spirit. He saw how we tend to literalize spirit and drink it as spirits. Alcohol eases the existential pain of our separation from our spiritual nature briefly, but it isn't the cure. Surely we can nourish ourselves with all that inspires us and renew our connection to spirit in whatever form that takes for us. We can take ourselves to the ocean for inspiration or enjoy a glass of wine at the end of the day or do its literal opposite and not have the wine but join AA instead and find a community of like-minded spirits. Or we meditate and read books that speak to our spirit and perhaps attend spiritual rituals. Ironically, some of these things can be especially hard to do in Neptunian times if we tend to feel disillusioned. In India, the Hindus have a spiritual saying for that, quote, neti neti, meaning it's not this, not that implying that we need to find our way to what is true and healing for us by finding what is not, by finding what is illusion, false fear, and needless drama, and then letting it go. Jungian psychologists deal with this problem by saying we need to hold the tension of the opposites within us without trying to deny or escape the situation. In the holding of the situation, we create a container or crucible for alchemical energies to create change and transform. One is encouraged to hold the despair or the unsolvable situation till the third numinous option appears. Jungians suggest we wait till there's an opening in the veil of Maya, the opening between illusion and disillusion. Astrologers, too, also counsel waiting during a Neptunian transit and caution clients not to sign on the dotted line, 
during these times. Waiting is an option, as synchronistic events will often appear and lead us where we need to go. However, for those of us who like to be proactive or use the homeopathic idea, then we can use Neptune itself to solve Neptunian problems. Here are some very practical proactive ideas for doing that. First, and consider the benefits of breaking your own narrative. Neptunian reality is a story we tell ourselves about how it was and how it's going to be. Is it really true? Would it be seen differently by somebody else? How would it be for you if you didn't hold onto your beliefs about your story? The subconscious is very suggestible, and the stories we tell ourselves about how it all is go deep. Much has been written about how we can monitor our thoughts to avoid repeating the same old tapes in our head and feed on the low ebb of self-esteem. At these times, we can replace the tired stories of our life with ones based on new insights as to why things happened. You can find new seeds of inspiration and retell the story of your life with a new slant. You can choose to see how the universe has cooperated with you to give you just what you needed, but not always what you wanted. Second, could you use your Neptunian gifts of visualization to dream into your future? As Jung said, your vision will become clear only when you can look into your own heart. Because who looks it outside dreams and who looks inside awakes. Practice intuitive strategies on yourself based on what only you or your astrologers know about you. Only you can read between the lines of what you say and think. Neptune represents our ability to use our intuition and to know things about ourselves that others can't know rationally. One can't say, yes, but, to ourselves indefinitely, before we realize that we need to dig even deeper into our psyche to take more responsibility for our lives. Neptunian dreaming ignites the urge for change. This is good medicine. Third, could you use this spaciousness or the open-minded fogginess of a Neptunian time to let go of tight expectations of ourselves or of others. Get a little looser. At these times, we stand on shifting sands of illusion and can unwittingly deceive ourselves and others without meaning to. For example, we may give affection and attention when we don't really mean it, or simply we make poor decisions. Instead, we could uh, take time to exploring new ideas, people, and plans that are tangible and will hold up in time. But as any addiction therapist knows, one of the hardest things to do in treating an addict or uh, a person having a rough Nep Neptunian transit is the reoccurring sense of despair that comes with a realistic outlook at these times. We need to dream high enough to excite us, yet be grounded enough to find sources of true support in hard times. 
A last consideration, Neptunian energies need thoughtful release and not repression. Don't let anyone tell you to keep your dreams or your despair under wraps. Yet there's a need to differentiate between sheer outbursts of grief and acting out indiscriminately. We don't want to be dry drunks in any sense of the word, people who live their wounds, drinking or not. When we enter into the experience of our Neptunian separation pain, we would be wise to bring some reflection and containment on the emotions we want to express. Could we search for the name of what truly ails us? And if we can, could we express it through a poem, a song, or a nurturing talk with a good friend? Could we use it to counsel someone else with a similar pain? In all of these, we are using the feeling of yearning, longing, and disconnection to fuel us to connect with self. It's Neptune curing Neptune. Now, here's an example of how this process can work. A woman I'll call Catherine called me for a reading when she was on the verge of a divorce. She had already separated from her husband, and as she talked, I began to feel that what she wanted to hear from me was encouragement to finalize the divorce. She wanted to sign on the dotted line, but there it was, transiting Neptune squaring the sun, and it still had over a year to go in that position. I had to counsel her to wait, to endure a state of not knowing, and to look for new sources of inspiration. I could tell she was quite depressed and not happy with my response. The next time she called, she sounded better and was happy to tell me that in her waiting, she had gone for a massage when she was at her lowest ebb of feeling. While under the nurturing hands of this therapist, she felt revived, both by the subsequent massages and her new friend, who encouraged her to start attending massage school. She picked up on this new inspiration, loved the school, although she said that the waiting was still hard and her teenage son had started acting out in school. She didn't know what to do with him. I again listened and had to counsel continued more Neptunian homeopathy. The third and last time I talked to her was just after the Neptune aspect had passed in her chart. And she had good news. She was just graduating from massage school, felt less financially fearful, and her husband and son were respecting her in a new way for all the hard work she had done at school. Even her voice sounded lighter as she told me that as part of the marriage mediation process, she and her husband began seeing each other with new eyes. They felt their mutual love for their son was acting as a bridge for them to truly hear each other for the first time. Because they hadn't signed on the dotted line, their marriage was getting a second chance. Her son now is having his own Neptunian problems with alcohol, and we brainstormed ideas as to how he could find the connection to spirit that suited him best. The Neptunian homeopathic remedy we felt might work for him was to encourage and support his love of acting, 
a Neptunian art in which one enters into the spirit of another person and works with others to create an entertaining illusion. There are many ways to use astrological homeopathy, and it's particularly effective with Neptune. When planets make strong aspects by transits, we need to honor them by feeding them what they need, which is simply to act out the higher octave of their very own nature. This works for all the planets. Neptunian homeopathy calls for dreaming into the future and a revisioning of our lives, as well as finding new ways to deeply reconnect and nourish ourselves. Neptunian transits appear to be subtle times, but in truth, they are very potent times. So reach for the highest octave of Neptune and be careful what you wish for, as it may come true. Neptune knows how to wish upon a star. Okay, that's all for today here. Thanks for coming by. And if you want to find out more, go to northnodeastrology.com. Bye-bye.